You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. Canadian Tim Hortons, double-double. Thank you, thank you, thank you. There you go. You're back home. You're mm. getting your Tim Hortons the way you like it without having to do extra doctoring yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. The Timmy's fix. It's so good. Oh, man. Wow. Good job, Timmy's. And uh, they were open and actually had people working. It's kind of nice. Way to go. Hey, all right. Yeah, things are picking up, picking up. Awesome. Actually, Tim Hortons here really has not had that big of a lull because it is so big. Not really a lull, so glad for that. Well, I would not think that it would be classified as um, something that's extraneous, or I would think it would be classified as uh, uh, important, or oh. Uh, oh, yeah. what's the adjective for uh, um, vital, vital to yeah. the community. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it's uh, not optional, it? that's for sure. No, it's part of our life support system. It's part of our exactly. life support system. That's right. Shut down the hospitals if you have to, but oh, yeah. keep Tim Hortons open. Oh, you want people to get sick? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> um, Jackie Stensis uh, said the other day that her kids were talking. I had told them, I don't think I've thrown up in probably 40 years, I, or maybe 35 years. I haven't thrown up. And they said, well, how, how do you keep from throwing up? And I said, well, you drink Tim Hortons coffee. You, you drink that stuff, it coats your stomach so well, nothing ever bothers you. That's what it is. So, yeah. Have you thrown up in the last 35 years? Yes. Yeah, because of my atrial fib. Oh. I was dry heaving at the uh, Ben Gurion Airport in, <laughs> in uh, Tel Aviv. You know, they, when that atrial fib goes off, you know, you... Yeah, man, that's 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 why, whenever they give me the anti-nausea drug, it's like finally I can feel better, you know, because uh-huh. that's the worst part of that. Did you did you fib. actually throw up though, or just dry heave? No, just dry heaving like well, that crazy. Doesn't count. That doesn't count. It's got to, something's got to come out of your mouth. <laughs> well, you got during spew. the time. I beg to differ with you. Now I you will say this: that's that's a pretty callous thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, that me, you were not affected let, by my pain. That that is a cold, oh, oh. cold heart. I was affected. We almost missed our flight, and then I would have really hated you. <laughs> <laughs> they said, "What are we going to do?" It would have gone from it would have gone from callousness to bitterness. Then. <laughs> I said, what are we going to do? Dan's at the hospital. Our flight's ready to go. I said, see you, Dan. <laughs> Shalom. Shalom, Elohim. Shalom. Toda. <laughs> hey, I do want to let you know that um, come February 6, 2024, that will be part of the tour when we go back to Israel. February 6 to the 16th, 2024. Um, if you haven't signed up at alstone.ca to go, you need to because that's going to be one of the one of the final things you'll one of the see. Highlights. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, it used this to be the empty the seat tomb where I went to, into atrophib, and yeah, yeah. you heard yeah. uh, woven's down, woven's down, woven's down, and we're going to relive yeah. that because um, you'll be with us. <laughs> oh no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna, you can take my place in the little uh, ambulance that was so short that my feet were almost sticking out the back door. <laughs> you know, I the thought it golf was... cart ambulance <laughs> flying down the highway. <laughs> I, I kind of wonder when the guy said, "Hey, bring in the Austin Mini ambulance." I kind of wondered, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the Israeli Mini Cooper. That's right. <laughs> so that'll be part of the tour. Make sure you come and see that. Um, you won't want to miss that reenactment of uh, Wolven Down, Wolven Down. Oh. wasn't that bad, but it had a sunroof, and I, I, they couldn't get me to lay down, so they just stood me up through a sunroof <laughs> as we went flying down the highway. <laughs> It wouldn't have been so bad, but you kept going, hoo-wee, hoo-wee, hoo-wee. <laughs> Well, I was already blue, so. That's it- true. <laughs> Listen, I don't care who else is advertising Israel trips. You'll never have one like ours if you go with someone else. I'm telling you That's right now. That's exactly right. Think of all the stories you could tell. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I just saw the lady in Cleveland that went with us who missed a step and she fell right oh, on her yes. face and busted yes. her nose up. Oh, oh, that's awful. She goes, hey, pastor, look at this. And she, she showed me a picture and it was even worse. She goes, I missed another step. <laughs> I'm like, lady. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, it was terrible. Oh, that poor dear lady. Oh, I said, you need to get like um, like a seeing eye dog or something to help you because, wow, it was, wow. It was bad. She was such a sweet lady. She did good. She did good. She finished out the tour. So, hey, if you're coming... Just be ready. It's going to be a blast. All right. There you go. Hey, I do have to tell you yeah. what your advantage is over every other touring company is the ride on the bus. Sometimes <laughs> it's three hours. Sometimes it's four hours. They're hilarious. Oh, yeah. So so I have to say, yeah. you do make the trip fun. Even the boring parts are no longer boring anymore. There is no. nothing boring about a, a trip to Israel with you. So. Well, this, this time I'm, awesome. I'm going awesome. to have you sit at the front this time. You sat at the back last time. Oh, I loved it. I was back with the mockers. Oh, I we know. We had a great time. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I know right where you were sitting. <laughs> There's about four preachers back there mocking the whole thing, and you're moving up front this time, buddy. I'm keeping an eye on you. No, it was your it was your sons-in-law that was the yeah. most fun. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> they got their trip of a lifetime. They're never going again ever. <laughs> I'm taking their wives and their kids. They'll never go again. So awesome, calloused. Are you yes, calloused? appreciate calloused? our brother and. Out in the uh, western part of Canada yeah, that Bridge asked Columbia. that question about getting calloused. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I think that we get calloused, um, you know, just the same way that well, I never really got back to when I was talking about Dick the Brick. But, yeah. you know, we, we get calluses on our heart by not remaining soft, by maybe going through things that, that build up and we never allow them to really either we give them over to God or or we allow them to soften our heart. They harden us mm-hmm. rather than soften us. 
Mm. And uh, that's that's what I think is one of the amazing things. If you are going through some kind of hardness in your heart, I would encourage you to read the Psalms. Read, 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 read the Psalms. That's what amazes me. Uh, if there's any group of people that are tough and calloused, it would be, you know, law enforcement, military, mm-hmm. you know, the the things that they have had to see in their life. They, they're so used to seeing what most of us only see occasionally. They see everyone at their worst. And so, um, you know, the military and law enforcement, you know, they they see just the just the underbelly of society that is just ugly and and filthy and terrible. And David somehow here he is uh, spending well over 40 years in hand to hand combat, looking people in the eye as they're trying to hack him up and shoot him with arrows and everything. I mean, when you think of his life and the blood and guts and gore that he had mm. he had seen and experienced literally, and yet he still was the sweet psalmist of Israel, only God can do that. Mm. But there's a great, great lesson from the content of the Psalms. How did David stay... Uh, soft-hearted we know there were times that he was not soft-hearted right but basically how did he do it look at the content of the psalms when i think of the work of your hands i look in the stars and the sky and you know and of course all of the ones about the word of god it just it's very important i think to to investigate the psalms to see what did david think about so he didn't Mm. he wasn't always calloused and hard-hearted yeah, he did keep a lot of things to himself, and that caused him a lot of grief and hardship. He knew that there were people that wanted to destroy him, were bent on destroying him, killing him. And we can see that he cried upon his bed. You know, he, he felt as though he had gone down into the depths of hell at times. Um, he, he was able to do that. My father in law was awesome at keeping things to himself and being able to work through or to overcome those things i he was an amazing man that way and i'm i'm not a, as good a man that way for sure i've i've had to have times where i need to talk to somebody and and i'll tell you what's a great help if you have a great associate um we talked about dick the brick well his son mike holland was my was my confident guy i could confident guy i could go to him and say whatever i needed to wanted to and he was that guy that would say okay here's the hardship but here's the good in this and here's you know some possible good outcomes Amen. and here's the scripture he was that guy and if, if you're a pastor today and you have that kind of staff i i never worried about brother holland ever taking that to anyone else he could Amen. have he could have destroyed me sometimes but but he was that kind of guy that i knew just loved the Lord, loved his preacher, and and wanted to help me in that way. And there were times when I, I did the same thing for him. So having that kind of person does help. And I, I know David had some confidence as well. Um, you know, some some of his uh, military leaders I think had had some of that. But um, yeah, he, he encouraged himself in the Lord, and that's that's what we've got to do as well for sure. Um, that's. That's easy to say. It's harder to do when you're in the middle of the battle. 
But uh, I found how to do that. I, you found out how to do that. And if you're going to pastor for any length of time, you're going to have to figure out how to do that. And as a church member, there's going to be people in church that that hurt you. There are going to be people that disagree with you. There are going to be people that say things about you. Do you quit the church? Do you just give up? Do you do you start a smear campaign against them? No, you can't. You you can't become calloused as a Sunday school teacher either. Maybe there maybe there's some parents that don't like the way that you teach Sunday school. You can't you can't mistreat their child. You can't you know change the way that you um, perceive those children just because someone gets upset. So I think in all aspects of ministry, we have to be careful of that, and we have to we have to look to the Lord for that. Yeah, I agree a thousand percent. And and if there's somebody who just cannot afford it the most, it's the pastor. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're supposed to be used of God to touch people's hearts, your heart better be able to be touched. And of course, uh, the Bible says about the Lord that he, he even right now is touched with the feelings of our infirmities, that, that he grieves for us uh, he feels, he truly feels what we're going through. So when we come to him, we we can have confidence that he is compassionate and his heart is soft toward us. Can you imagine what the, what the, what the, um, the tribulation is going to be like whenever God is no longer soft-hearted? Oh, wow. I mean, when you think of a holy God and his judgment, the wine press of the judgment of God being just poured out. I mean that what a terrible thing. What a what a fearful thing that that's going to be. I'm so glad that Jesus is still even today in heaven soft-hearted towards us and and not calloused towards us. And and then of course if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Mm-hmm. Well, does that mean we deserve it? No. We can count on the fact of his faithfulness and he's just to keep his word so we can always know that we will be forgiven and to be cleansed mm-hmm. because of his character, not because of something that we have done. You know, I think of um, ladies in the church that would maybe become callous. I think of the pastor's wife, deacon's wife, you know, um, other people in the church that carry an authority or responsibility and people may say things about their husbands or criticize their husbands. And it's hard for women not to become calloused. And I've known some pastor's wives who have basically checked out of the ministry because they got hurt because someone they loved or someone that they, you know, confided in or whatever, um, turned against them or against their spouse and that's an area where people can become calloused and so i encourage you know yeah you're right pastors don't share everything with your wife if you can keep it from your wife and i had a hard time my wife was uncanny i'd come home and she'd say i'd walk in hey honey i'm home she'd say you had a bad day today and i'd say what are you talking about who did you talk to today and i said what what are you talking about she'd say did you talk to so-and-so and i don't she would know I don't know how she knew. I don't know if she called people behind my back. I don't think so. But I would ask her, how do you know that? I can just tell. I can just tell. But I would try to keep things from my wife. She didn't need to know everything that was going on in the church. And if somebody came and tore me up, I didn't always tell her. Because I wanted her to go to church and love them. And I wanted her to treat them the same as everyone else. 
And I never wanted people to think that, you know, we had some kind of pity party or whatever. So, yeah, I'd be very careful about that. And I think we need to be. Hey, here's here's an aspect that I think pastors and everybody needs to consider of why we shouldn't just share every single thing that goes on in our lives. Uh, let's say, you know, Deacon Jones, um, you know, has some words with me on my sermon from last Sunday. And I get in the car and go, ah, that Deacon Jones, he, he was upset at something I said last week. And, you know, I blow off steam. It's a minute or so, and, and we go on. Well, guess what? All mm. through the week, my wife is going to say yeah, yeah. in her heart, most yeah. likely, that Deacon Jones, how can he think that? Man, my husband prays and my husband studies and my mm. husband's busy. And, and by the way, you know, they were in Maui for two weeks this year and we didn't go anywhere and they I, you know and and that's human sinful nature unfortunately right. but right. you know it's it's sort of instigated because of feeling the pain in your spouse and you know what here's what often happens a week or two later deacon jones comes and says right preacher i'm sorry man i was just in a bad mood right. i shouldn't have said that i apologize i i got right with the lord would you forgive me and i go sure and I never tell my wife that. Yeah. And so now she goes, because we, we will complain about the bad, and we often don't make that follow-up. And so now it's a problem for her for months, and mm-hmm. I got no issue with him because mm-hmm. he asked me to forgive him. I've forgiven him. It's done and over, but it's not my wife's heart. And right. so that's really why we ought not to be complaining in the first place. You know, I think of that, but I think not only of your wife in the front seat, I think of the three kids in the back seat and my three kids in the back seat and the three kids sitting in the living room or in the dining room when the phone rings. It used to be, you know, we didn't have the cell phone run outside. Yeah, the landline, you're stuck. Right. Yes. Yep. And so my kids, one especially, went through a very difficult time. Um, We had some folks that were very disruptive and they had kids our age. And mm. those kids would say things to her. And I, yeah. to this day, I believe that that had a huge impact on my daughter. She would say no, but mm. I, she just changed. She changed a little bit. And that, that, to this day, just really rubs me. Just I'm, I'm still upset about that, that, that I didn't better safeguard her or that I didn't go to those people and say, hey, listen, look what you're doing to my children. I, I should have done something. It's in the past. This is a long time ago. I mean, she was a little girl, but um, yeah, it's just one of those things that you just wish you could undo and um, reverse. But yeah, you've got to be careful what you say because we, we often wonder why there are a lot of preacher's kids who don't go on in the ministry or sometimes turn their back from the things of Christ. And I think sometimes it's because they do hold a resentment for what was said or done um, and oh, yes. maybe heard in their homes yes. and, and think, well, if that's Christianity, why do I want any part of that? My dad's just trying to help people. The deacon, I'm just trying to help people. The Sunday school teacher, I'm just trying to help people. And I've got people criticizing the nursery worker. People are criticizing the nursery and, and kids think man if if this is christianity why would i want any part of this and so that can be that can be hurtful so you have to be careful of that as well wow. yeah so so you've got the aspect of you got to give it to god or your heart's going to get hardened yeah we know hebrews talks about beware lest our hearts 
in chapter 4, I think it is, lest our heart becomes hardened because of the deceitfulness of sin. Right. Sometimes we can just allow sin to harden our own heart, and we become calloused because of something that we have not confessed. We're hanging on to it. We may not classify it as a, you know, mortal sin. It's just a venial sin, you know. Uh, we won't classify it as something really sinful, but we are abiding sin in our heart, or uh, we've been injured and somebody has hurt us, whether we conceive that they have or whether it's been legitimately a wrong, and either we've not forgiven them or we just have, from uh, from going forward, we just sort of keep a step back from everybody. We, we now no longer really embrace people in our heart. We just sort of mentally approve, and we don't allow our hearts to open up again and truly love one another, as the Bible says, with a pure heart fervently. Yeah. And so, you know, we we cool off that way, and it's never a good idea for us as believers to get cool and 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 cold about anything. Yeah. I hate to say this, but sometimes when people criticize, they're right. And sometimes when they make comment, yeah. they're right. And pride keeps us from wanting to recognize that and rectify that. You know, I, I've got a name, I've got a an established position and if I if I Yes, you know, admit that I've made an error, then that's gonna jeopardize that and boy that's that's more hurtful than than you know, them saying the statement in the first place. So you have to be careful of that. Wow. I personally have seen that more in pastors than church people. Yeah. You I know, mean. every pastor can probably point out two or three instances in their churches where that something like that happened. But, man, I can think of many, many instances where a pastor would sometimes be really tough, really hard on his people, and hold them, try to hold them to, um, you know, almost impossible expectations, mm -hmm. and then just, you know, go into some diatribe in the pulpit. And then whenever they want mercy or grace— and somebody doesn't give it to them, you know, they just can't believe it that that somebody could be so cold like that whenever they really have sort of set the whole tone for the mm -hmm. whole church that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, our time has slipped away from us. That's about our 20-minute mark that we try to hold to, and uh, we'll let it go there. We'll be back on Friday with more I'm discussion. I'm hanging on with fingernails oh. on the trap door that propped open, so My uh, hurry up. I only have, like, one and a half minutes to hold on before I go down the chute. So that's right. I've got my finger on the play button already. <laughs> I can't wait. And I don't even know what we're going to say yet. So stay tuned. I'm Al Stone. I'm in St. Thomas, Ontario, uh, spending some quality time with my family and friend. <laughs> I only have one. <laughs> I'm too callous to have any more. <laughs> <laughs> and and they're and they are questionable. <laughs> so uh, I'll be uh, speaking uh, locally and looking forward to being in some of our local churches in this area. But spending some time with my family, getting ready for next year, which is almost all booked up for next year already. So um, if Amen. I can be a help to you, please get hold of me right away. Uh, I am booking some into 2024, and would love to come and be a help and share what we're doing. We are getting ready within the next few weeks to start mailing to Quebec. 
and New Brunswick, our last two provinces to receive General Romans. Exciting times. Exciting times. Amen. Now, are you really serious about wanting to be a help? Yes. Okay. Well, then, can you take back the date that you're supposed to be with us? (laughs) (laughs) Nope. (laughs) I'm going to spend some quality time with your people, and I'm going to... I'm going to help them. (laughs) Well, amen. Uh, Make sure you please give us a rating review. Make sure, of course, to subscribe. And thank you so much to all of our listeners for your input. We joke around, and I know Pastor Stone sometimes can be pretty mean and hateful in the things that he says so uh, and insulting and derogatory Mm -hmm. and uh, defaming you know all of those things but i'll try Mm -hmm. to do my best to to counteract that so thank you thank you for your input it is very appreciated amen go blue all right that's wrapping things up for this week and Uh, we hope you have a great day eh? we're going to be back on Friday to close out the week we hope that you'll be a part of it and we look forward to having you alongside with us this is the Tim Talks have a great day you've been listening to Tim Talks taking interest in ministry with new podcasts added each Monday Wednesday and Friday to learn more about your hosts Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven you can visit us at timtalks.com that's T-I-I-M talks.com